Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. I love that we get to have another conversation about Living Scent and that we get to, uh, I mean, pretend like we're on couches, we're really comfortable, and we're just talking about what does it mean to be a disciple? We just gave it away that we're not on okay, couches. Okay, we're not on couches, yes. <laughs> but welcome to another episode of Living Scent. And uh, in the room, we've got Yvonne. Sitting upright, trying to reach the mic. Uh, and slightly uncomfortable chairs. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to reach the mic. You're not yeah. that short. I know, but you guys have yours tilted up to you, mine is tilted oh, down. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I'm, I'm shorter. Okay, fair enough. And yeah. also on mic, Jason Wigan. Hey, everybody. How Good you to doing? be here. Yep. <laughs> and, and the mic is up, and but that's not... It's not an indication of who's better or Okay, I didn't say that. This might be that we need to put everything on video so people can actually see right. us while we're doing oh, this. I think that would be more distracting. I don't know. Maybe. We should send out a poll. Do you guys want to actually, actually see it, what happens in this room? It would probably make us more focused. So mm. I know. I just won't move at all. Okay, fair enough. And uh, <laughs> making the recording happen, pressing all the buttons, producing the show is Vicky over there. Glad you're here, Vicky. She's Hi, so Vicky. patient. Yes. And uh, we are entering into the third of three different conversations about s- inviting our ones. Mm-hmm. What, what does it look like? like? This is really a conversation about being missional in our missional mm-hmm. communities. And uh, so what, what would you say? What's the topic today, Yvonne? What are we talking about? Yeah, so you guys have heard us say over and over again for two episodes, stop inviting your one to church, and then talking about a lot of things, and Mm -hmm. we keep saying, hey, we're going to get practical, we're going to get practical. Well, today is the day. We are actually going to land on the ground. What do I do about this? So what? This is that episode. And so we want to talk about, rather than inviting someone straight to church, Mm -hmm. Here are ways that you can engage your one, that you can invite mm-hmm. your one into your life, into the lives of perhaps people in your MC mm-hmm. as a good next step before inviting them to church. You know, this whole conversation um, has been, it's, it's been uh, interesting for me and mm-hmm. for all of us, just because we have background in, you know, 80s, 90s evangelicalism, yeah. which it was invite people to church, get people to church, have the show to invite people to church. Mm-hmm. So this conversation has felt very paradigm shifting Yeah, uh, in just in the way that we even look at this. And yeah. that also makes me super excited too about the next generation because mm-hmm. they know no such paradigm. That's this true. paradigm is not a shift for them. Yeah. They are like, we are not going to invite them to church first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And That's so, right. yeah, we must invest in the next generation. Love That's it. not what this episode is about, but I went a different direction. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I have to like respond to that because I, I listened to a video clip today from the Gospel Coalition mm. that was talking about how our culture has changed and we live in this post Christian culture. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that people could. Sort of like you had like a worldview where you're like, okay, there is a God, and I am a sinner, and I probably need forgiveness for something, and and the world no longer has any of those things attached to it. Yeah. So the if that was the worldview, then it makes sense. Oh, come to church and hear Mm -hmm. about Jesus, right? Right. But if that's not the worldview, like there's there's no context. It's actually not even that the church has become neutral. It's like religion has become the bad thing Mm -hmm. in the world. And so the last thing you would do is invite your your non-Christian friend into something that they think is bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, but but the thing, is, but mission still goes on. Yeah, and we're still called to mm-hmm. bring the gospel. Yep. You know, so there's like that. Uh, there's that little part of us that might go, "Sweet, I'm off the hook." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to invite anybody <laughs> to church. Yeah, and no, no. It's like, well, h- hang on there, well, brother Bear. <laughs> well, it, the the hook is this: like Jesus is so amazing. How yeah. how will people see him? Yeah. How will people know who he is and how he loves them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a missiologist named Leslie Newbegin. He talked about like the change in this world, and he said it's no longer that like the spread of this good news is like favorable. Mm-hmm. But, he's, but he's like, but don't worry, because it's just like the church in the first century. That's like right. we just have to go back to what the first century was doing, and that church was loving each other so much that the world was going, what is it with these Christians? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it with these Christians? And, and maybe that's, I, I guess that's the heart mm-hmm. that we're wanting for our missional communities, that we would put love on display for people. And uh, so, so the, I, I love sort of the, the catchy, stop inviting your <laughs> one to church. Um, why did we pick that for, for a topic? Just like, what, why, why are we talking about that for three, three in a row? Well, I think the there's something in us where we and I know I was joking about it earlier, but there's something in us that we might think if I just get my my one to church, then the pastor, yeah, then the pros can deliver the nice, clean, mm-hmm. uh, polished message, the religious message, mm-hmm. and then that, but that, and then my job's over. Yeah. My job's done. I got mm-hmm. them in the doors now yeah. and then hand them off to yeah. the discipleship team mm-hmm. or Pastor Ryan or whoever's preaching or, you know, and so I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think we might still have that root in us a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. but I think that's the wrong move. I think what we've been talking about is that's the wrong path or it's mm-hmm. not the best path. Let's say yeah. it like that. It's not the yeah. best path. Mm-hmm. And we're just sharpening the why. And I think that for many of us, like myself, like at times I think that the why of of like Christianity is to invite someone to church. But mm-hmm. that but that would imply then that's the end goal, the end destination. But it's not at all. Yeah. And so if it is, then we should keep inviting people to church as like the be all end all mm-hmm. to your point to let the professionals do it. But if mm-hmm. our world is changing, like what you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, Scott, then we have to in some ways change with it, not for the sake of mirroring the world, but because the end goal is for them to know the love of Jesus, that his glory might be on display for all to see. Yeah. And so if that's the why, mm. then the strategy, which that's what all it is, inviting someone to church is a strategy, a tool, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Then those things can change. Mm-hmm. And so we're just, for ourselves, that's been sharpened for us, and we're inviting all of you guys into that conversation of, hey, if this has, and we so easily atrophy, if this is atrophied mm-hmm. into your why as your end destination. Hey, join us. Let's fix our eyes back on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, let's yeah. change our strategy. Yeah. And my hope is it's sort of like even reclaiming like what Jesus is dreaming about for his people, mm-hmm. right? He's not dreaming about a program, right? He's he's dreaming about this royal priesthood, right? Right. right? This group of people that he's loved so much that they now become like representatives of his love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I think... 
last big picture thought, theological thought, we are so deeply committed to these two things. One, the gospel is the solution. Mm-hmm. It, the grace of Jesus Christ is the thing that will change the world and what, what everyone really, really desperately needs, even though they want to reject religion, right. what they really need is the grace of Jesus Christ in his gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, deep commitment to the idea God wants to use everyone, mm-hmm. every single one of his mm-hmm. people. Like he, no one is indispensable to this task. Mm-hmm. No one that 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 our dream for discipleship is is a view where the the whole church would realize God wants to use me. Like every disciple at Resonate would realize God wants to use me. So, so that's where it's not left to the professionals to mm-hmm. do it. So, so then we we were trying to break it down, and we've been having these conversations. And my the verse that I've loved is the the commandment Jesus says in John thirteen by all by this all people will know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Mm-hmm. So then let's get practical and talk about that. If our friends who don't know Jesus yet are going to know we're disciples, how will they know it? How will they see it? And, uh, and so this is where instead of inviting your one to church, what, what would happen if you invited your MC to your one? Hmm. So, so then uh, in, in the practical thing, there's like three big movements, okay? Three, three big movements. And, I, and the first, like what can we do then? I think the first has to do with how we love and the burden that we feel, and um, and prayer is is the way to that. So, mm-hmm. why do you guys think prayer increases the way we love or increases our burden? I mean, when you come before a holy God who loves you and has saved you and and um, has brought you into His family, it is it's hard not to go through a, a process of self reflection. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to. For, to see yourself um, more clearly, mm-hmm. and I think we begin. In my opinion, <clears throat> I think we begin with prayer, because we we want to we want to know that our hearts are in the right place. We want to um, ask the Lord. I think it's it's asking the Lord to give us a heart of love mm-hmm. for people. Yeah, not just the lost, but mm-hmm. for people. Yeah, the way that He loves them, mm-hmm. um, and so we. That, that self-evaluation is such an important key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was... There, there is a young married couple who I'm mm-hmm. great friends with. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other day I was suggesting to the husband, hey, you should ask your wife for help with this thing. Because we were strategizing about how to accomplish a task. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he was like, I have. And she was right there. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, and it was so good for me because I just got to laugh the whole time. Yeah. But she said, "You've never asked me," and he's Ooh. like, "Yeah, I have." And then <laughs> so I was like, "Hmm, <laughs> knowing what I know There's about a disconnect. them, yeah. let me ask some questions." <laughs> yeah. And so I looked at the husband and I said, "Hey, have you actually asked her, or have you just complained a bunch about it in front of her?" Okay. And then I look at him like dead in the eyes and. He gets this kind of like sheepish look, and I'm like, ah, dude, I so caught you. <laughs> like, you never asked. And that, that was just so human. Yeah. Because we've all been there. Yeah. We would much rather complain and hope someone indirectly gets the hint mm. than to be at a point of weakness, mm-hmm. be in the point of receiving and identify yourself as such and ask. Mm. Yeah. And so, all to say, when we pray, that puts us, first of all, that just postures me. Yeah. It's like, as an asker, it means mm-hmm. 
I'm acknowledging that I am in this vulnerable point of needing to receive, needing to see someone else give it to me or to somebody else, that yeah. I cannot do it. Yeah, it's and a gospel implication. Yes. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I need you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, and so prayer, e- even if you're worried about praying boneheaded words or the wrong thing, yeah. prayer is the right posture. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it always gets me in that, that place of, receiving. And then as I continue to ask a holy God for these things, I feel that intimacy. And as I get to see him work, Mm -hmm. then it also affirms just other promises like, yes, God is my father who gives me good Mm -hmm. gifts, who wants to give his children good gifts. And that then increases my love for him first and foremost. And then I want to share that too. Mm -hmm. So prayer is both showing we're not as good as we think we are. We're really dependent. And he's even better mm-hmm. and more generous and more present and available. That's so, right. So then if we're praying missional prayers and we're thinking like, okay, we want our we want our one to be able to see loving community mm-hmm. and to know we're disciples by our love, what are some kind of prayers that your MC could pray for their ones? What, what, how would you lead them to pray? Help them to see their need. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Help your one mm-hmm. to see their spiritual need. Yeah. Yeah. Make my one spiritually thirsty. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I think the the prayers are prayer for our one mm-hmm. is uh, I, I love that like asking the Lord to show them the need, but also to give them eyes to uh, to search. Yeah. To begin to mm-hmm. search. So yeah. like so we have need, but then like okay now what. Because yeah. it could be easy to go, oh, I'm my life is a mess, and then stop. Yeah. So, Lord, would you show them the need in their life, and then would you give them eyes to see or to search out where there might be answers yeah. to the things that are going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think of my MC. We had some people who immediately had a one in their mind and others that were like, I don't even know if I have one. Mm-hmm. And so just even praying, God, would you lead me? Would you make my heart like... Like start helping me feel your love for someone else that's yeah. all, that's already in my life. Yeah. Right. And I think that prayer is so mm-hmm. is so powerful. And and the the way that the God the way that God's answered that prayer in my life mm-hmm. is He just opened my eyes to see the people that I were already around me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because I was being I think over I think I was over analyzing um, who could be someone to share the gospel with or, mm-hmm. or to just to, to be a, a breath of, of fresh air. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm surrounded by all these different things that I'm doing, you know, with my kids' uh, soccer team, the swim yeah. team, yep. uh, friends that we have, neighbors. Like, oh, wait, I'm actually surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, Lord, I'm surrounded. Pick one for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you show me, God. Yeah, you show me. Yeah. yeah. And I think I get stuck in numbers or productivity a bunch. And so a lot of times I find myself praying and asking God for help to just stay present mm-hmm. with the few people around me. Because a lot of times my when I start like, quote unquote, like looking for a one or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like me like, you know, going around, like searching, pursuing. Yeah. You feel when, like a little agenda. Kind yeah. Of thing. Whereas, like, I even if I did no searching, there are people already, like Jason was saying, right yeah. around me, and yeah. I just need to be present with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's where I would want to, like, just take the burden off any disciple to say, 
you, God's already put you where he wants you. Mm-hmm. Like he's already done the work of yeah, putting you where right. you want. And so just ask him to like show you mm-hmm. in that space where you already are, like what he's doing, who he, who's on his heart, right? And just even being willing to pray those prayers starts to change, change our hearts, mm-hmm. right? Increases yeah. our burden. And if yeah. you're someone who gets kind of down on yourself because you feel like you're not social enough, there, there's barely anybody around you, well, the good news is if there's only one other person around you, you know exactly who <laughs> you your exactly one is. You know exactly who that person is, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. jealous. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first phase is like that be around people who don't yet know the gospel mm-hmm. and pray that God would increase the way you love, mm-hmm. right? And maybe pray that he would start to burden their hearts, yeah. that mm-hmm. they would start to feel spiritually yeah. thirsty, yeah. right? And then, so that's all the fir- sort of the first movement. And then the second thing is where it starts to become like more relational, mm-hmm. right? So in uh, getting that, it's like relationship, your relationship with your one. And uh, I, I think even like the idea of if we're a missional community, then it would be even inviting our missional communities into, mm-hmm. into those kind of relationships. So, so if you think about... Um, like a shared non-Christian friendship, mm-hmm. right? What what do you think that could look like in an MC? Like what what is what are ways that those relationships can be shared? Yeah. Well, I, I think you know one thing to keep in mind when answering this question mm-hmm. is you know well uh, the way I would answer that question is okay invite invite your missional community to be around or to have some sort of interaction with your one. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a barbecue yeah. or if it's, you know, we're going to go to the Alameda County Fair or mm-hmm. we're going to, and we're yeah. all going to go together or yeah. we're going to do this thing with yep. our kids, invite them. But I would just say, um, be consi- you know, as Christians, sometimes we do things that the world like would never do. Hmm. <laughs> okay. You know, so like for instance, like we, we might get together and like have a worship night, you know, yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's a very Christian thing to do. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, yeah. but it's something we would do. But, um, but think of something that that everybody does mm-hmm. that the that people outside of the church would not be weirded out, you know, being a part of. Yeah, and and go engage them in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would encourage people like if you have a, a one and you're building a friendship with them, whatever that friendship is, what's the you too, where you both are looking at the same thing mm-hmm. going, oh, you like that too? You know, and, and whatever that is, that, that's probably more the space rather than trying to get your one to find something that they don't care about, right? right? Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. The other day I was um, in San Mateo sitting with a friend and it was in front of the movie theater mm-hmm. and there were these different groups of people um, who were really just excited about the new Spider-Man metaverse movie. Mm-hmm. And um, there were some, some of those boys were like really excited about each other and some weren't as excited about each other. And I'm not sure if this is what was happening, but it seemed like perhaps some of them were common friends with each other, but some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. And so, but then that's a space where it's like a little bit awkward, but we've all invited each other to this really like, nerdy pursuit of the Spider-Man yeah. metaverse movie. Yes. And they all had their Spider-Man shirts on. It was I awesome. Mean, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's like 
that's valid. Mm -hmm. You know, God can use nerdy Spider-Man. You know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I think for me, even a step back from that is because for the longest time, I wasn't even used to inviting like my Christian friends into the stuff that I was doing either. Yeah. And so to go from that step of like inviting people from my MC and my one into these shared spaces, because yeah. a lot of my life used to be, my social groups used to be extremely compartmentalized. Yeah. And most of my recreation, I kind of like either did by myself or someone who already existed in those spaces. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get used to even inviting people in my MC into my life in different things. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really great, like, aha we so easily compartmentalize things, mm -hmm. yeah. right? But the uncompartmentalized life, which was a really good podcast episode, but <laughs> but that that that's like where the sweet spot is, mm -hmm. where we're just we're just living our life. For my wife, uh, like her ones, she's a kindergarten teacher, and so her ones tend to be like families like parents of the kids that are in her classroom mm -hmm. that she sees every day, mm -hmm. and she's like sh trying to show grace to them, yeah. and and so I I think. The like in one sense you're talking about a Spider-Man movie and there's like very social, um, maybe friend friendship type things, things mm -hmm. in our culture. But I, I think for my wife, like a part of that is just like the the fear of okay, what if I invite some people from church? Like if our mm -hmm. MC comes and hangs out with my non-Christian friends at a public or <laughs> my non-Christian ones at a public school, will they say Jesus things or yeah. what? But we've we've done intentional things to bring them together. And and it's been actually like really uncomfortable breaking down the compartmentalization. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you need to leverage the things that God's already put in your life. So yeah. especially if you have kids, I think like use your kids. You know, yeah. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Stop inviting your one to church. Use your kids. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so I'll give you an example. So um, so my my son plays soccer yeah. and I'm his coach, mm -hmm. right? And the only reason why I coach soccer yep. is to spend time with my son yeah. and to have an have a reach into like yeah. that whole world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, what if and I just thought of this and actually I'm going to try this out in yeah. a couple of months. Let us know how it goes. Starts. Yeah. I love the try. Um, but what if we invited another family and you know our our, our MC is all is a lot of families. So mm -hmm. what if I invited another family from our MC? They've got mm -hmm. kids and they come to the game mm -hmm. not because they want to watch my son play soccer. Yeah. Partly because they want to watch me coach, but yeah. you know, so <laughs> I mean, they love you. <laughs> and uh, so, but oh, what if, gosh. like, what if they're there and they are just being who they are? Yes. And they are just a, a sweet aroma of Christ mm -hmm. with the other parents, with the assistant coach that will become my one again mm -hmm. as soon as the season starts. Yep. Right. So, what if that's their role just to plant seeds of, you know, how come you guys are here? Oh, we just came to see Judah play soccer. Yeah. Wink, wink. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what are we doing there? Like, I'm already going to be at the game. Yeah, I'm already gonna be doing what I'm doing, but then the MC just comes along and does mm -hmm. this easy thing of hanging out, watching a ten-year-old play soccer. Yeah, mm -hmm. and just get to plant seeds. Yeah, like that's easy. And and what would that MC family feel if they had been really praying with you mm -hmm. for these people that you're meeting and loving on the soccer team, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, then it's actually their joy. Like they're like, oh, I want to see these people I've been praying right. for, mm -hmm. and, and then like we're at the concession stand or whatever, just, just a chance to build real relational connections That's right. with people. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I firmly believe that at every Resonate Kids 
like sporting thing, mm-hmm. dance thing. There should be they should be the people that are the most loudly cheered for. Yeah. Because you invite <laughs> mm-hmm. people from your MC, from your fam- your church family. Yeah. And and just cheer the kids that you love already yeah. come on. on. And then it's like, yeah. wait, how come that kid always has the loudest cheering yeah. section? Yeah. <laughs> or or cheer for their kids. Yeah. Get your whole totally. MC to cheer for their kids. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think one of the one of the things I would love to just point out is like wherever you are in your life stage, if you're in high school or single or a career or family or grandparent, wherever you are, there there's a relational space and a relational connection. And it's like the basic principle is be where you are, mm-hmm. right. right? So you're at the soccer game. That's probably where God wants to, to yeah. use you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Spider-Man. <laughs> or yeah. And for those of you who are, are single like me, mm-hmm. I would challenge you and hey, you probably have friends that have families and kids, and just make it clear to them. Have a little DTR, define mm-hmm. the relationship, mm-hmm. and just say, hey, I just want to let you know that if there's anything that your kid is doing or things that you think, oh, I don't know if Yvonne would want mm-hmm. to like be at that thing because she's not used to that or because she's single and she doesn't want to be around a bunch of families, Like, I want you to know that that's false. Like, mm. I, I want to be there. Like, yes, it might be uncomfortable for me at times because I'm not used to it, but I actually want to know your life in full. Like, would you invite me in? Mm. And on the, on the flip side, like, if you are a family or you're a married couple, please don't assume that. You know, don't make assumptions for the single people's part that they don't want to be involved. That's and, great. And give them give them the right of refusal. That's None great. of us love to no one wants to be rejected. I get that, but mm-hmm. we are the family of God. You and are it's like, absolutely come on. right. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's helpful. Yeah. So the big movements then, beginning with prayer. Mm-hmm. And what God will do in prayer is he starts to increase your love for people. And the beautiful thing would be if our MCs are starting to increase in love for each other's ones. Yes. Like we feel burdened for, we're actually heart sick for, for each other's ones. And then the second big movement is move that into any kind of relational spaces that we already are. And mm-hmm. what makes, like whatever opportunities are there, moving into those. And uh, just believing the truth that there, there, we all have them. Like mm-hmm. there are those spaces. And inviting your MC, be bold to invite your MC to share in mm-hmm. that. Come with me. I need you yeah. in this space. Yeah. But then the the third movement is where grace gets put on display. Mm-hmm. So if we're in those relational spaces, where does grace get put on display? How could that happen? When things get messy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, if you invite me to one of your things, chances are I'm going to say something You're obnoxious. You're probably going to offend somebody. Yes. yes. Okay. It's The chances are just unfortunately high, and I am working on it. I'm not going to say, hey, this is me, and I just, like, most of the time it's unintentional. Yeah. There are some times where I'm a little pot-sturry, but... Yeah. Yep. Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely probably going to say something like that. But where the Lord has been growing me is He's helping me to see that faster. Yeah, yep. And mm-hmm. so, what would it look like if I offended you on the spot, mm. and then I'm already asking for forgiveness? Yeah, you know yep. that we don't save it for later. 
when your one isn't standing there yeah. that that I can ask you yeah. in person. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is the goal is not for us as Christians to be perfect mm-hmm. or no. put on a mask and pretend to be perfect. Oh, yeah. yes, everything is great. You know? <laughs> but instead it's to be real and to, uh, to, to put forgiveness on display when we make mistakes. Yeah. You know, like, like needing forgiveness a lot is, is really the goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I keep thinking about times where people have been at our house when either I, I do something selfish and, and it's like hurt Christy or when uh, we're not being the best parents in front of other people. And our tendency is to go, oh, I'm failing. Like I'm <laughs> failing. But but actually those might be the places where grace being put on display is the best. Mm-hmm. When we're telling, we're like, people can see like, oh, you, you actually are a a parent that needs forgiveness, right? And and I, uh, or we can mess up with each other and and forgive one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think to um, asking the, and this goes with the with you know the prayer part, but it, it is asking the Lord to prepare you to be ready mm-hmm. to to jump into um, uh, an opportunity. So yeah. an example. So we had a, a men's ministry team meeting mm-hmm. uh, last Sunday, mm-hmm. and we were at a pizza place on Mission Boulevard and you know there's 15 of us and we're loud and we're obnoxious and but we're you know we're we're clearly having a meeting about mm-hmm. something. So we're paying the bill and the manager just says, "Hey, so what what are you guys doing?" You know, just asking a question and it was just stepping in and and so in that moment it was oh, we're just a bunch of guys hanging out, you know, or or we oh, we're just had a meeting. Mm-hmm. Or is it hey, we're we're a bunch of guys from the same church and we're actually getting together, just just kind of talking about what it means to be a man and how we can encourage other men to mm-hmm. to pursue that, you yeah. know, from from a place from the Bible, and so and so we did that, and so then that started this whole conversation mm. with this guy, yeah, and so and it didn't lead anywhere. We didn't like baptize him right there, yeah. in the in the soda fountain, yeah. right? But but it started something, and then as we're walking out, I said to the guys there, you know, we have to have all of our meetings here from now on, yeah. right? <laughs> but my point is. It was an opportunity. It was a door that opened, yep. and it was okay, Lord. Uh, and when when he asked me that question, I had no idea what to say. Yeah, I was blank. I was, and it was don't screw it up, don't screw it up, don't screw it up. And then the Holy Spirit was, Son, I'm with you. Just start talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason's a pastor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just want to point that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have like this like this special um, a collection of sayings or things. I am well. We, let's be real. Well, we okay, do maybe have I a do. Collection. Maybe I do. But I am dependent. <laughs> I I am dependent on the same Holy Spirit as yep. everyone else. Mm-hmm. And the Lord opened a door, and so we were like, "Okay, I'm not afraid to screw this up. I'm just going to go through it." Mm-hmm. And so we're just ready to go and speak, speak yeah. life. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another way I think grace can be put on display, and why I, I feel like this is what Jesus is talking about when he, he says, "They'll know you're my disciples by the love you have one for another," is just when you use whatever spiritual gift you have. You're like using that for for others in front of someone who's watching, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you have a gift of hospitality, and it's like food, right? <laughs> and there's a way to show grace through using that. Maybe it's it's like you are going to pray for someone. Maybe that's a way that it happens. So the the idea of um, an MC that had a, one of their ones 
um, was in close enough proximity that they were able to be together. Mm -hmm. And it ended up that they were ended up praying for the one Mm because that person was really struggling. But then what the MC found is like each person was using their gifts in a way, like someone just really had a gift of mercy and it got used in that way. So there's, there's like a sense of grace gets put on display as we just serve yeah. as we just do whatever whatever we can yeah. whatever we've got in our pocket we're like okay I'll, I'll use this tool i'll use this thing that i have mm-hmm. so the um maybe the the last idea too is the the way that grace gets put on display and you're leaning toward this jason is like we get to we get to be gospel people who there, there might even be spaces and times where we get to speak it to, mm-hmm. we get to say it out loud you know mm-hmm. Like, like someone's like, oh, your family's so good. And you're like, no, no. actually, we're a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but there's forgiveness here. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, wow, that's something different, you know, mm-hmm. that it gets yeah. to be articulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one is also a little bit more indirect, but I just thought of it, of mm. be the kind of friend that asks your friends about your ones if you've met them. Yeah. For example, like if you have a one named George, right? Mm-hmm. And had I gotten to meet George that I would follow up with you and be like, Hey, how's George doing? Mm -hmm. If I do that enough, the chances are you're going to be like, Hey George, like you remember Yvonne? Like she actually was asking like how you're doing that the care extends beyond just the meeting Mm -hmm. and the first time when everyone's supposed to remember you, but that it's like, Hey, the second, how can you communicate that the second you enter into contact with any church family, like you Mm -hmm. belong, you are front loaded with that grace of being remembered and wanted and loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The picture in the Bible in the first century church was that they had such love for one another that they were being radically generous mm-hmm. with each other, radically, right. to the point where it says there was no longer any need among them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nobody yeah. claimed All to own anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like they were being so radically generous, and the pictures that the world's watching it and going, Okay, we want to be Christians. Yeah. <laughs> like we want to be Christians. Yeah. yeah, we want that. I think his plan is the same today. Yep. It's the same today. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So, let let's become those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Like living because he has poured such radical grace on us. We enjoy it mm-hmm. because we're like people of grace now. We embody it in the way we love one another. And that if we could do that in front of a watching world, then like let's engage culture by. Um, showing everyone the love we have one for another Mm -hmm. okay well thanks for a great conversation always fun see you next time okay